Hi, this is Eli Nelson, and this is the My City Church Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. It is our prayer that this message will awaken you to come alive in the things of Christ. Enjoy the message. for your strength, God. God, we thank you for the Word of God as well. How many are all ready for the Word of God this morning? I'm so ready to be able to preach this Word. We've been in a series called This Is We, and we've been going over our core values for the church, and last week we talked about how Jesus is our daily pursuit. You know, we don't even just, we don't only ask for the presence of God, we bring it into the house, and today I'm excited to be able to share with you uh, this value as well. This is my favorite value. And uh, if, you, if you're around, if you come for every single week, which you should, for uh, it's going to be another six weeks, I'll say that for every single one. This is my favorite value because uh, I love them and uh, I love who we are as My City Church. And, and uh, we're going to be reading out of Mark chapter 6. How many of y'all have your Bibles today? Let me see it. Lift it up in the air. Lift it up in the air. Come on. Let me see it. Let me see it. There you go. Say, this is my Bible. Say, speak to me, Bible. You know, there's something powerful about when you look at the Word of God as the ability for the Holy Spirit to speak to you in a moment, I believe, that you can receive. So we're going to open up to Mark chapter 6. I'm going to ask that you bring up the house lights just a little bit. Uh, We're going to be in Mark chapter 6, verse 1. As you're turning there, I want to describe that I am going to be teaching you a kingdom principle, which may be hard for us to understand coming from a democracy, a republic in the United States where the power is by the people, for the people, uh, As great as that is, and I thank God for every moment I have in this amazing country. It's the best country in the entire world. I don't want to live anywhere else. I thank God for the freedoms that we have here in the United States. Can I tell you that God is not a democracy? He's actually a kingdom. He is a king, and he has servants. He has people that are under him, and he has people in authority under him as well. And so we serve a God that is over a kingdom, As much as God is for you, he's also a king that is over you. And what I'm going to be teaching you today is a kingdom principle. John the Baptist said before Jesus came, he said, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And Jesus came to establish his kingdom, yes, but also to reveal it. To reveal how the kingdom works. And I'm going to be describing to you today one key principle that Jesus lays out for us on how the kingdom works. It's Mark chapter 6. Verse 1, it says, Jesus left there and went to his hometown. He left a village where there was a woman that had an issue of blood for 12 years and a little girl who was 12 years old and died. And he cured the woman of the issue of blood. And he also raised to life a dead little girl. And after he did these extraordinary feats through the power of God that was upon him, he went to his hometown accompanied by his disciples. Verse 2, when the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many who heard him were amazed. Say amazed. Where did this man get these things, they asked. What's this wisdom that has been given him? What are these remarkable miracles he is performing? These, all these great attributes they're describing. And then there's a level of contempt that follows their tongue. It says, isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. And that offense started in their mind. It started in their thought before it came out into words. Now Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his own town, among his relatives, and in his home. 
Now, verse 5, get this. It says that he could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. He was amazed, say amazed, at their lack of faith. He could not. doesn't say that he would not. It said that he could not. How is it possible that God could not? I can tell you God has established principles here on earth. And as he came as a man in flesh, God incarnate, he decided to place himself under those kingdom principles. And one of those key principles is honor. He says that he was amazed at their lack of faith, but their lack of faith was due to their lack of honor. I can tell you that lack of honor equals lack of faith. And I'm excited to teach you today and preach on this topic here at My City Church. This is one of our main core values right here. We honor all around. We honor all around. Bring it around town. We honor all around here at My City Church. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you for SpongeBob and uh, little, little things like that. God, we thank you for the power of your word. God, we honor you. We are hungry for the word of God today. I thank you for your word that does not return void, but it accomplishes the purpose for which it sent it. So let that be said about this word today that your servant here is delivering. God, would you speak through me? And right now, church, would you open up your hands if you're hungry for the word of God? Would you say these words after me? Say, Lord. And say it like you've been famished, like you know God has a word for you today. Say, Lord, speak to me. I'm listening in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Come on, let's put our hands together for the word of God today. Hey, as you sit down today, turn to your neighbor on your right, say, I honor you. Now turn to your neighbor on your left and say, I honor you. Turn to your neighbor behind you and say, I honor you. And then look at the neighbor in front of you. You're going to be talking to a back of the head and say, I honor you. They may not be able to see you, but they can hear you. I'm preaching today about a kingdom principle. And if Jesus says that the kingdom has come to us today, you know, the Bible says that the kingdom of God is here within you. If the kingdom had really have come, Jesus came to teach people how the kingdom operates. And that's what I want to describe to you today, this principle on how the kingdom operates. Not that Jesus would not do many miracles. He could not. He could not because there was a lack of honor in his hometown. This is how the kingdom operates, through a series of honor. The difference between you, can I tell you, receiving the blessing, and there's many different types of blessings, and the blessings avoiding you is that if you honor or if you do not honor. What does honor mean? Honor is a level of weight. I give weight to what someone is saying, to who someone is. The opposite of honor would be ordinary. I treat them as ordinary. I can't receive something from this person. Without honor, this verse that we read about in Mark chapter 5, without honor is actually just one word. It's the Greek word atimos. Atimos basically just means to treat as common. Treat as common. Now, uh, the thing about atimos is it's actually a conjunction of two words, uh, the root word being the, actually the first root word of the Greek alphabet, and it's the word uh, alpha. Alpha, and some people may think, well, okay, alpha, omega would be the opposite of alpha. Um, no, it's actually just least is the opposite of alpha. Alpha is first, means first. Jesus says he's the first and the last. Alpha means first, but it's also a conjunction of another word, and it's teme, which means time. 
So there's a level of honor that we give to the Lord and dishonor when we do not put him first with our time. Man, do I need to preach in this house today? It is a level of being able to put God first, prioritize him first. They welcomed Jesus, but they treated him with contempt and did not place him first. When I say we honor all around, it's not only about the people in this room, but it's also the honor that we give to Jesus in every single meeting, in every single group that we have, in every single I Love My City event, in every single City Girl night, in every single youth night. Times two was phenomenal last Wednesday. Shout out to our youth. Every single event that we do, we honor the presence of Jesus. How many of y'all believe that in this place? That's who we are at this church. We honor the presence of Jesus in our homes, in our marriages, in our lives. We put him first. To not put him first would be dishonoring to him. I'm teaching you a kingdom principle. Now in Luke chapter 17, Jesus talks about the kingdom. He says, now when he was asked by the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God does not come with observation. Nor will they say, see here and see there, for the kingdom of God is within you, within you. But some of us may say, I haven't quite seen the kingdom of God within me. That's because the kingdom of God does not come with observation. It comes by revelation. It comes by something that clicks in your mind, something that clicks in your head. It's a moment in time where you are awakened to the reality of Jesus Christ and the power that he holds. It does not come with observation it comes from revelation of the fact that it is within you. Jesus Christ is in you. He is moving amongst you. And the difference between you seeing him working within you is the moment that you choose to honor what he said about you and being inside you and working through you. It's a revelation, a switch that happens in your heart and in your brain. That's what separates us from the kingdom of God and just an ordinary common Life, a moment from dishonor to honor happens in a moment. You receive me, what does the Bible say? If you seek me, you will find me when you seek for me with all your heart. So when do you find him? When you seek him with all your heart. When do you seek him with all your heart? When you find him. See, some of us can go back to the moments that we found God. And we can remember times where we found God. And I can tell you those times when you found God was a moment in time where you decided to seek him with all your heart. It's not about motivating all yourself and this big unction and this big courage. Think about the times where you've encountered God. And go back to your state. What were you doing? Well, it was just a moment where I chose not to seek the things of the world, and I chose to seek God. The Bible says that he was amazed at their lack of of faith. Now we know what faith is through Hebrews 11 says without faith it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. When does he reward them? When they believe that he exists. When do you believe? It's a moment in time where you actually take God at his word that Jesus Christ is real. The Holy Spirit is real. He is coming back again to judge the living and the dead. It's a moment that clicks in your mind. I am going to choose today to believe in what the Bible says and what the Holy Spirit continues to do in and throughout the world. Can I tell you the reason why some people don't operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit is because they refuse to believe what God has said. So what is going to happen? You're not going to see the Holy Spirit work through you. Well, I've never seen. Well, have you ever given God a chance? 
It's when you believe, faith, without faith, it's impossible to please God. The moment that you believe, you have faith. So believing is a level of honoring who God is and what he said. And the moment you honor God is the moment that you receive faith. Now, you don't need a lot of faith. The Bible says you just need faith as small as a mustard seed. But that faith is activated when you choose to honor. And when you choose to dishonor, you can't have faith. You cannot have faith without honor. But if you have honor, you automatically Get faith. Isaiah 29, 13 says, These people come to me with their mouths and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is based on merely human rules that have been taught by man. It says they honor him with their lips, but what is it? In their mind and in their heart, they don't. Because it's not necessarily what you do that shows honor to the God. It's how you feel about God. It's not necessarily what you do and what you say that shows your honor. It's how you think. In your heart, that shows if you really have honor towards the Lord. There's a story in the Bible of Jesus, and he's preaching in this, in this town, and he's in this house. And the house is so full that people can't get to him. We don't know if the house was small and there's dozens of people there, or if the house was large and there was hundreds of people there. Bottom line, you weren't getting to Jesus because there were so many people there. Well, there was four individuals, the Bible calls them four friends, that, that heard of what Jesus was doing and that he was healing the paralyzed, the sick, the lepers. And they had a friend who was a quadriplegic. He could not move. But they had heard, and they honored Jesus with what they heard. And they believed that if God did it with them, God can do it with their friend. And Pastor Tyler's talking about how we had a young lady receive healing in this place. It was shortly after first service. Some other young girls were praying over her. And be able to hear that word and say, hey, if it can happen to her, surely it can happen to me. If I hear, the Bible says the woman with the issue of blood had heard about Jesus. When you hear about Jesus, you have a choice right there to believe what you've heard or to treat it with dishonor. The Bible says that they brought their friend to Jesus, but they couldn't get in. So they went onto the roof, and, and they, they tore up the roof. It was made of dirt and hay, and they removed all this roofing, and they started to lower their friend into this room. And Luke chapter 5, verse 17 gives us an indication of what the atmosphere was like. It says that the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. So before he could not do many miracles because of people's lack of faith, what was the power of the Lord that was with the people to heal the sick? It was these four guys. How do I know that? Because there was only one man that got healed. And I don't know about you, but in a crowd of dozens, hundreds, there is more than one sick person. And the difference between someone receiving the blessing versus resisting the blessing is how you receive the word that you give honor to. It says the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. I think they said to themselves, if Jesus is there, Jesus can heal. What is that? That's honor. That's honor. So what they did is they busted through the crowd. They got onto the roof, and they started lowering their friends. Now, there were several people there. What kept them from receiving their healing? I can tell you that the power of God is there to heal. The power of God is here to heal. Every single time we lift up Lord in praise, we're not just doing songs to, to do songs because that's what church people do. No, we're inviting the power of the Holy Spirit. We don't even ask for the presence of God. We bring it together corporately, calling down heaven, down to earth. I pray for the day when the fog that we see isn't a fog machine, but it's actually a glory cloud resting upon this place. That's a real thing that actually happens when the presence of God rests in a building.
So the difference between them, what kept them from receiving the healing? The power of God was there to heal. But I can tell you that you can either restrict or release the power of God by the way you receive the word. You can either restrict or release the power of God, the blessing of God in your life by the way you receive the word, the way you receive the word. You can restrict blessings in your life, peace, kindness, strength, mercy, freedom, healing, deliverance. You can restrict that by the way that you either receive, by the way you receive the word that was spoken. So this young man gets dropped down into this, this house, and, and Jesus says something so bold. He doesn't actually heal the young man. He says, your sins are forgiven. That shows another level of authority. He is actually the only one that can forgive sins is God incarnate. God, Jesus Christ, is the only one to show that he is not just a man, but he is God and have the power to forgive sins. Because he could have healed, but he was showing them that he was more than just a healer. He was a savior. He was, a, he was God in flesh. So first, he forgives the person's sins. Mark chapter 2, verse 6 says, Now some teachers of the law were sitting there. Thinking to themselves, what does dishonor start? It starts in your mind. It starts in your heart. Before you ever say it, they were thinking to themselves, why does this fellow talk like that? See how they were treating him as common. They did not receive the blessing. They did not receive or release the blessing because they did not receive the word with honor. Why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And so after Jesus forgives his sins, he says, to show you that God not only has the power to forgive sins, I'm also going to back up my preaching, back up my power to forgive sins by telling this man who is a quadriplegic to get up and walk. So he gets up. Matthew, Mark chapter 2, verse 12 says, he got up, took his mat, walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone. They were amazed, and they praised God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. They were amazed at what God did. What is that? That's the level of, wow, God, you are so good because you healed this person. But that same power that could heal that person was the same power that was present to heal them. And you could be right in the middle of the presence and the power of God and still not be delivered. And still not be healed, still not walk in freedom, still walk in darkness by the way you receive and honor the word that was spoken. Can I tell you, it's not so much the vessel communicating, but the ears that listen. So it's he who has ears, let him hear. You have the choice to open up your ears every single day when God's talking. And I have the choice right now to receive the word that is being spoken or to treat it as common. When I tell you, pick up the word of God, I say, speak to me, Lord. I'm listening. Say, this is the word of God. Speak to me. I'm saying you don't treat the word of God as common. You treat the word of God as power, how it can change your life in a moment. How many of y'all believe that in this room today? The Bible says that they said that within themselves. Who is this fellow? It was not outward dishonor. Get it? It was inward. None of them were healed. Even the power of the Lord was there to heal them. But they received no blessing. They received no reward because they dishonored Jesus merely by way of thought. In their mind, this is how the kingdom works. It starts in your mind. 
1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 30. This is God talking now. This is how the kingdom works. This is kingdom principles that I'm teaching you today. God says, those who honor me, I will honor. But those who despise me will be disdained. Disdained mean below his notice, unworthy of his consideration. Their needs and their prayers. Disdain is the Hebrew word kalel, which means of little account. I will not ponder their prayers. I will not listen because they're not even giving me honor. So if they don't honor me, I will give them, I'll treat them with disdain. If they do honor me, I will honor them. This is a kingdom principle that I'm teaching you today, that the Holy Spirit is wanting to reveal you today, that will set your life up in order to receive the kingdom of God in your life. But get this, John chapter 13 verse 20 says, Very truly I tell you, whoever accepts anyone I send, accepts me, and whoever accepts me accepts the one who sent me. When Jesus went to his town, he was a prophet without honor. They did not accept him. Since they did not accept him, they did not accept the power of the Lord that was working through him. So you have a choice. We're going to pull that up in Mark chapter 6, verse 5. We're going to show. It says that he could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. See, they welcomed Jesus, but they treated him with contempt. And they did not place him first. Honor all around is not only about the people in this room on your right and your left and front behind you, but it is also about the honor we give to Jesus. Yes, and every single believer would agree with that statement. But the difference between you receiving Jesus isn't necessarily how you honor him, but how you honor one another. Because everyone will celebrate the fact that we honor Jesus and we honor his presence here. But Jesus says, if you accept someone in my name, not only do you accept me, but you accept him who sent me. People are good with that, but if the way you honored, what if the way that you honored Jesus' representatives was how you honored Jesus himself? So Luke chapter 13, verse 35 says, I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So it's not necessarily the person, but it's the recipient of those that choose to honor. When you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, you are giving honor to the Lord through a representative of Jesus Christ. And when you give honor to the Lord through a representative, not only do you receive the person, but you also receive Jesus. When you receive Jesus, you receive the power of God with you. In other words, you will not see me again until you honor those I send in my name. So let's pick up that verse again, John chapter 13, verse 20. Let's go back to that. Now, this is Eli's version here. It says, very truly, I tell you, whoever honors anyone I send honors me. And whoever honors me honors the one who sent me. That word honor I put in there for the word of accept because it means very similar to the same things. It's the word lambano, which means to take, seize hold of what they freely give. They choose to freely give it. I'm going to take it for what it's worth as if it was God himself talking to me, except anyone I send. Remember, this is kingdom principle. Matthew chapter 10, verse 40 says, anyone who welcomes you welcomes me. 
So if you welcome your brother on your right or your sister on your left, when you welcome them, you welcome Jesus. And anyone who welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet as a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person as a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. And if anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones who is my disciple, truly I tell you, that person will certainly not lose their reward. So the kingdom works in authority. God the Father, Jesus, everything's been placed under his foot. Before Jesus came, God would speak through the prophets. They were the spokesmen of God. But now that Jesus is here and the church is established, the Bible says that he came. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1, he himself gave to the church some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers. So it says, he who receive in the name of a prophet, you receive a prophet's reward. What if we put it in a little bit different, which I believe is actually very biblical. He who receives in the name of a pastor receives a pastor's reward. So what can inhibit you or pro Hibit you from receiving the blessings of God is how you treat God's representatives. It is good teaching. It is good teaching. How you treat one another, how you treat a person with the mic, how you treat a person on stage, how you treat someone greeting, how you treat someone parking, how you treat someone you're serving with is actually enables you to receive or restrict God's blessing on your life. You can release it by the way you honor one another. I feel revelation happening to some people in this room. The what has been blocking up you receiving from the God from God is the way that you have received his representatives. So when you go around and say I just haven't I'm not being fed at that church, I would say that started in a level of contempt and common and dishonor towards the leadership or whoever was communicating. I didn't receive anything. Well, I know how that person lives, or I know what's going on in their life. doesn't matter. The word doesn't return void. And if God can speak through the mouth of a donkey, I'm going to be a person that gets fed. So I don't care what kind of gossip has gone around about that person. I can listen to pastors. I can listen to preachers. I can listen to evangelists. Because if it's the word of God, I'm going to choose to receive it. And that's for God to judge them. But if God has placed them in an authority, especially an authority in my life, it's my choice to submit myself under that authority. And if I don't, I should find a place where I can. So to be able to treat the word when people are leading worship moments in here, I'm not saying you treat the person like God. You treat them like God is speaking through them. And I'm going to show honor to that person. Well, what I do about, about bad authority? Well, we could get into that on a different topic, but we ultimately should honor our government, our president. I don't care what you think about him. He is our president. And we should have a level of honor in how we talk about them. Now, whether you agree with them or not, that's a different story. But how I talk about someone that has hurt me keeps me from either restricting or releasing God's blessing in my life. How you talk about your ex how you talk about your former boss, how you talk about your kids. You wonder why they're so distant. It's because you're not dishonoring them with your words. You're dishonoring them in your mind and in your heart. But if you take a moment not to speak to a, who a kid could be, but to who you ultimately believe that they are, they will rise to that occasion. And so you're self-repealing prophecy. When you start speaking, if you could just do this, if you could just do that. No, I say to one of my kids, I say, hey, hey smart little dude. 
I call him that all the time. Because I believe he is smart. And he's a talented. And this isn't just flattery. I actually believe it. What am I doing? There's a level, it's a kingdom principle that I'm actually honoring him. You have the choice to honor people. And the way that you honor them or not honor them can either restrict or release the power of God and the blessing of God in your life. So if someone prays for you, well, I need the pastor to pray for me. I understand that. But can the power of God still flow through you? Absolutely it can. You don't treat the power of God with contempt. You don't treat the power of God as common. But if a brother or sister wants to lay hands and pray, I'm going to receive that word. And guess what? Even if you don't, it can be the faith of the four brothers that carried you there. Some of you are at this church because someone invited you. You've been coming to the church. This is, maybe it's your first time. Maybe you've been coming for a few weeks. People have been praying for you, and you can feel the level of God, the power of God drawing you. You can choose to receive it or reject it. If you receive it, you receive the power of God. If you seek him, you will find him if you search for him. And it's a choice that you make in your heart and in your mind to follow the Lord. It's a moment. You know what? I don't think this pastor's full of BS. False BS, like false belief systems. You know, like. I think it's actually true. In the moment that you click, you receive. You have to make it daily. There's times I have my doubts and I have to choose today. God, today's a really hard day. But I'm going to live in faith. Because if you don't live by faith, the Bible calls that sin. Anything that's not a faith is sin. So you're living in faith your entire life. So it's receiving them. Anyone that God sends, you receive a prophet's reward. You receive a pastor's reward. So he moves from prophet to righteous person to little ones. He covers all levels of relationship. Those in authority over us, those on our level, and those under our care. What does it say? You will not see me again until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. You want to encounter God again? You want to see God moving in your life? The next time someone is preaching the word of God to you or leading you in worship, you treat them with honor as you do the Lord and you say, blessed is this person. You want to see God? you got to say, blessed is this person who comes in the name of the Lord as God's representative. And the moment that I choose to say, blessed is this person who comes in the name of the Lord, guess what I receive? I receive the blessing that comes in the name of the Lord. I receive a prophet, I get a prophet's reward. I receive a righteous man, righteous man reward. Little one, I will not lose my reward. But I want to see him again. i got to say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Can I get an amen in this place? Matthew 25, 40 says, the king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for the least of these, that means it wasn't about their status, but it was about their worth. I can receive anything from anyone. Some of the smartest business people know that they don't know it all. And anyone can teach them anything. They ask the right questions. They know they don't have it figured out. The wisest people know that they don't know it all. The dumbest people think that they do. And they can just share. But the wise person, you can tell the wise person by how many questions they're asking you, not how much advice they're giving you. Because they'll help you discover the truth, not tell you their truth. Because a revelation received through the narrative of someone else 
through the, uh, sorry, a revelation received through the revelation of someone else is nothing more than a narrative. You have to be able to come to the conclusion by seeking God yourself. So it wasn't about their status. It was about their worth. Whatever you've done to the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. And the moment you do it for him, not only do you receive him, but you receive him who sent me. So this is who we are at My City Church. We honor all around. We honor all around. It's not about status. It's about the inherent worth of each person as a unique creation. In worship of the Lord, we joyfully submit to those he has appointed and care for those he has entrusted to us. Honor all around releases the power of God wherever we go. After this preaching and this message, how many of y'all believe that the moment we choose to honor all around, it will release the power of God in this church, in this city, in our businesses, in our schools? Do you believe that today? Oh, come on, let's stand to our feet this morning. And I want to share with you one last scripture verse that shares to this idea of honoring all around and the power that is available to us when we choose to honor all around. It's Matthew chapter 8, verse 5. It says, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion, what is this? This is an outsider. He's a Gentile. He honored the Lord, but he had no right to the Lord. But get it, the moment that you choose to honor, you actually have access. He honored the Lord. He wasn't a Jew. He was a centurion, but he understood how the kingdom works because he understood authority, not democracy, but kingdom. He understood what it meant to give honor to the king. The centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed, suffering terribly. Jesus said to him, shall I come and heal him? The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. But just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority. He was under authority, therefore he had authority. As a believer in Christ, you are called to be under authority. Even me with this mic, I am under authority. Some of the people are in this room. Some of the people are overseers in different states that know what's going on at this church. In order for you to have authority, you have to be under authority. I love house churches, but even the house churches in China are still under authority. There's a level, there's three guys that are over like thousands of churches that are in these underground churches in China. In the United States, if we are to operate with authority, we place ourselves under authority. It's a person, what is that? A person that can tell you no, and even when you don't agree with them, you honor them. That's what it means to be under authority. You're not always going to agree. You know what? When there is authority, that person does have to report to the Lord on how he treats and how he raises the body of Christ. Let the Lord vindicate you, not you. I don't know who needs to hear this today, but you got to be able to let the Lord fight your battles. You keep picking up your sword and you try to defend yourself and you try to say, I was wrong. And you know what? I know that you as a minister or a leader in my church has authority. And I'm going to place that honor on you because you're Jesus' representative. And even if I think you're wrong, 
it's actually better for me to place myself under this authority that's wrong and let the Lord judge that person, not myself, just remove myself from under this authority. Now, the problem with this is it gets abused. And there's a great book by Scott McKnight called The Church Called Tove, phenomenal book that basically rebukes the idea of aggressive, abusive church authority. But I can tell you that's not this house. I pray to God that stuff like that never happens in this house. And I know I have a responsibility for the sheep in this house. And I want to be able to help you to be able to operate in the power of God. And how you do it is by placing yourself under the authority. He says, I'm a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one go, and he goes, and that one come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. Knowing who Jesus is, all Jesus has to do is say the word because he knows and the power of the word is healing. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Before, he was amazed by the lack of faith. And he said to his fo those following him, truly I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. And that faith, that great faith came from him choosing to greatly honor the Lord and the authority that was given to him. So my prayer for you is that this church is a house of honor where we honor all around. We honor those that the Lord has appointed, those on my right, my left, my front, my back, as God's representative, my brother and my sister in Christ. I look at them as if I am honoring Jesus himself. I'm gonna give a cup of cold water to a little one as if I'm giving it to Jesus himself. Every single person that serves in the kids' ministry, you are doing it for Jesus himself. Every single person serving at this church, you are doing it for Jesus himself. When I love you, I love you, yes, and I love Jesus. So I love you because I love you, but I love you also because I love Jesus. And since I've encountered the love of Jesus, that enables me to be able to love you and honor you. But when we refuse to do that, we restrict the power of God in our lives. And my prayer is that you understand this kingdom principle. Not just understand it, but operate it. How many all enjoyed the word this morning? Come on. I think we're done. I'm excited next week. I'm going to be preaching about how, I don't want to tease it, but next week's going to be just as good, if not better. So make sure that you show up next week. Bring a friend, invite your parents, invite your grandparents, invite your kids. Let me pray over you. And then uh, we're going to go back into worship, and Pastor Tyler will dismiss us. God, I thank you for your church. God, help us to embody honoring. God, not that we're trying to get something, and we don't use people as, as a, 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 some way to accomplish our agenda because we're trying to get something out of them. No, but we treat them as you treat us. We treat them because they are your people, God, who you died for. God, we treat those that are appointed as your representatives, God, and we receive them in the name of a prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, apostle. God, we receive them in the name of the Lord. God, and as we say, we receive them in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Father God, I thank you that we will see the Spirit of God, Jesus Christ, move mightily in this place, God. So I thank you for your people. God, I pray that you would help us, Holy Spirit, strengthen us to be men and women of honor in this place. God, we love you in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If this message encouraged you, help us get the word out. Consider sharing it with a friend, rating, or subscribing. 
If you want to know more about our church, check out our website at mycitychurch.cc or our Instagram at mycitycentral. We look forward to sharing another encouraging word with you next week. God bless.